Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Listen, folks, I got to tell you, I've got to look, I've got to default on this one because I'm confused. So Miles and Ludwig, help me out. I'm listening to, how do you pronounce a man's name? Vivek. I'm listening to a clip. How long is that? Three minutes or so? Yeah, about three minutes. About three minutes. And listen, folks, I I should have played it, and we didn't set it up for that, so I I apologize. You can find it on Facebook and TikTok and a handful of other places. But what it is is that, and by the way, I'm not a for him or against him. I I don't have an opinion yet. I, I have one, but I'm not in endorsement mode. I'm not across that bridge. But I'm watching this. And they'll show a section of what he's saying, and then they flip back to former President Obama, candidate Obama. And they're almost bookends. Three solid minutes of Obama says this, and then they flip forward to Vivek saying, in some cases, verbatim. In every instance, it was conceptually uh, the same. Not like kind of, sort of, identical. It was fearsome. We've seen plagiarists before, and I'm not willing to say he's a plagiarist, so don't don't misunderstand me. I don't know if what I'm watching is AI. If he actually said that, you're nodding no. No, I don't think it's AI at all. And I don't know if he's got idiotic script writers that need to be thrown to the curb. I think that's exactly what it is. And by the way, it's still the buck that stops with him. You and I, Miles, none of the three of us, Brian, none of the four of us, we're not running for president. So before you've got me even on this show, I make sure I have a clue what I'm talking about. And if I'm running for president, holy smokes, I'm not going to be blaming it on you, Ludwig. Yeah. Well, I might. You, would. you absolutely Miles, would. I take that back. I stand corrected. All four of us know you would. <laughs> it and, probably would be his fault, Miles. You know, every <laughs> listener just said, yeah, right, Mike. You know you would. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I know you didn't get the pleasure of listening to it, Miles. You got to find a way to do that because I know you're not on Facebook and the reel that I shared um, on our little communication device was from Facebook. But what do you think in general? Could he make that cumbersome of an error multiple times? Well, the thing that I wonder, and you and Lud have both run uh, for office, and you probably have advisors that you believe in. Right. And I just wonder if this was one of those things where he had an advisor that he absolutely believed in. I can't believe he didn't pre-read the speech because I know I wouldn't be giving a speech unless I had already read it once. Right. And and listen, listen when you watch these, for those that are us policy wonks, I remember Obama saying that stuff. Keeping in mind, I'm not an Obama fan, so it's not like me quoting Ronald Reagan. I get that. Yeah. But when I remember him not being an Obama supporter, I, I and I know I'm older. Lud, you like to point that part out. So I, I mean, I was a mature person involved in the political arena when, and, and partly, partly by the way, doing this show. So I remember a lot of the things that he was talking about as candidate. I didn't agree with him, but. Listen, I remember, and they stand out. I can't believe that a presidential-level candidate running for that particular office, I don't know. I, well, I, I don't want to— Yeah, but, but, you know, Mike, I mean, remember back during the lockdowns, 
<laughs> referring to the Wicked Witch of the North. Yeah, I knew where you were going. <laughs> and, and she would have the Whitmer Correctional Facility locked down. And some genius took a picture of them at a bar getting a drink. Right. And put it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. They did do that. And then her husband and her husband during the time when she's saying nobody can go up to these counties is up there asking for his boat to get put in the water early because his wife is a none of that stuff surprises me. That's what raw unabridged arrogance does. What still shocks me to this day, honest, it really does, folks, is that good hearted Democrats that we just disagree with, good people that we disagree with. When, yeah, we love her. We know what she did. We watched it. We saw it. Here's our vote for her because we love her. And and I shared with you on the show prep today, I believe, more articles where they're still floating her name to replace the bumbling, stumbling plagiarist. Speaking of plagiarism, the bumbling, stumbling plagiarist some folks call president. The Don't Democrats. You think, though, that, 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 that the UAW strike is going to hurt her? No, okay. no, I don't. Honest, I don't. They, listen, they love her. They just do. Do I get it? No. I'm the guy that was driving down a road that looked like it was out of a Mad Max thing where you're on a major interstate highway, and as far as I could see, there was nobody on the road because she said, get off the road. I'm going down the road with my iPhone making a movie of absolutely nothing on the highway thinking she has no path to victory. She can't possibly win re-election, and holy smokes, was I wrong. They love having her take care of them because I guess they're woefully, willfully stupid. There's no other reason for somebody to say, I know you locked me down and said I couldn't have garden seeds or an American flag because it's non-essential, and I love you. Please keep protecting me because I'm stupid. Isn't that the translation? I don't know. Ludwig, you're a professor. I'm still, I'm still back in the Vivek thing. Well, tell us about it. Is that AA or AI no. or is it real? No, and I think I think it's completely on purpose because what happens is if somebody wins, you go back and look at how do they win. And some of the things he said, like one specific thing was, you probably wonder who this skinny guy is with his weird last name. Yep. I, got I remember that. Obama saying that. I Listen, but I... And I can see using that statement again. Yes, I can. And make, by by the way with attribution. It was clear when he said that in the debate mm -hmm. that he was making an attribution. Yeah. And that didn't that did not ring plagiarism to nope. me. Nope. The rest of what we heard in that clip was raw plagiarism. That's where it goes. And what I find funny is why would you try to mimic somebody who won that half of America hates? I don't hate And Obama. when you're tied, well, you don't. Mike, you know, you know the Republican I don't, Party hates. I don't think a hatred is intellectual honesty, by the way. Do we have intellectual honesty in politics right now? We know, but we can, you can tell it. Yeah. On both sides of the aisle, it looks like a clown show. Exactly. Both sides of the aisle are so, nutty. So to win, using that almost doesn't work. So he couldn't be intellectually honest. And by using Obama's words... How's that going to get him the support of the side that doesn't like Obama? I, I Listen, I don't understand. It makes zero sense. And it's not going to get called out? I don't know how you can Chad, say that was Chad, on purpose. Chad G. Oh, I think, it's, I think it's intentional. You think he purposely plagiarized? Somebody did. That's plagiarism. Yeah. But Chad G, GPT wouldn't have done this. It would have been way smarter than that. Hey, Miles Bauer, have you ever noticed that nobody ever tries to plagiarize Ludwig? 
going on. It's because you know what I'm going to say. I want to push back a little bit on Ludd. Right. It isn't that I hate Obama. I disagree with Obama. Absolutely what I was getting at. I agree. I know, but we're not the majority. I've noticed that. <laughs> or, or, or All three of us can agree or, with that. Or Whitless wouldn't be in power right now. Exactly. All three of us can agree with that. We're not even the majority in our party at this point. And the voting party, the party that's, the party that's voting, we are not the majority. Yeah. Tell you one thing she did do positively. She positively made Rick Snyder, who I spent eight years referring to Rick O. Snyder, look like a great governor just by being such a rotten governor. Didn't she make Granholm almost look mediocre? Um. Yeah, I think she outdid Grand Grand Tax. Yeah, that's a saying something because Grand Tax is dumber than a bag of pebbles. And she led the lost decade. But but listen, folks were still moving for a year after the, after we got that nutcase out of office. Yeah, and the Democrats still say, yeah, but we love her. Your your sons and daughters had to leave the state to get a job, and you love her. How boneheaded is that? Well, the good news is they weren't trying to leave the state in the EVs that she tried to do the national tour in. <laughs> that didn't work. We meant to we meant to talk about that a couple weeks ago, and it got it got pushed off the list because of you. Yeah, the tour that they end up having to take gas guzzling SUVs to finish. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, that was hilarious. It, it, it's kind of like Buttigieg riding a bike to the office after they drop him off around the corner out of an SUV. Yeah, that reminded me of the guy out in in Vegas that was out panhandling, and then they catch him once he get he gets up because him. He's set up so he looks like he's got no legs, and he's panhandling him. And then the camera follows him. He goes around the corner. He stands up, gets in his Mercedes, and drives off. <laughs> ah, folks, i got to tell you, we will be right back. All right, guys. Miles, let me start with you. Just to, I want to... Let me clean this mess up before I make it. You and I entirely agree on polling. So let that be the foundation or understanding. When I present to you <laughs> a tweet, what do they call it? X file? What do they call it nowadays? You don't tweet anymore. Now you X. Is that right? By the way, Marketing 101, I still don't understand what he was thinking with that. But that's a separate issue. So here, Craig Mauger, one of my favorite people, from the Detroit Snooze. He puts on his X account, a new poll of Michigan voters by MRG Michigan found Republican Donald Trump is leading Democrat Joe Biden. But when Trump is matched up with Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Whitmer has the lead. Now, so, Miles, first off, correct the poll, if you would. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe the margin of error in the poll was four points. Right. So in, in these results that he is trumpeting, Mauger, by the way, is the guy I've talked about a number of times in the past. He's the political writer for the Detroit News. And if you follow him on whatever they call Twitter, the overwhelming majority of the folks follow him are not leftists. They're not Democrats that we disagree with respectfully on policy issues. They're fringe left. And some of them are outrageously mean-spirited. Let me add that. But my point in bringing that up is this is a nonsense poll, but he and they like it because they really support Gretchen Whitmer for president. Doesn't matter what you and me think about her. I mean, we spent some time in, before the break talking about her. I think anybody that listens to this show, you call it the, the Whitmer Correctional Facility because of the policies that she instilled during COVID, 
And somehow Democrats forget about that. It's okay with them. And it's so okay with them that the media, and in this case, the 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 the, the political writer for the Detroit News is really, really kind of advocating for her to replace Biden as a presidential candidate. Is that what you guys got out of this, or is this my imagination? Well, the, I mean, you know, keep in mind, though, the scope of this was only the Whitmer Correctional Facility. Right. What? How does the Wicked Witch of the North show up across the country? I would put forth the idea that Newsom has more exposure across the country than the Wicked Witch of the North. He certainly does, because Californians are pouring out of California and so he's getting exposure to all of the red states that they're moving to to escape the hot mess they voted for. And I would submit to you, now they're voting craziness in red states. So, yeah, he gets, he's got a lot of exposure. Now, he's got more people moving out of California, including businesses, small businesses and large businesses. They're not just moving from, they're fleeing from. How that makes him a successful presidential candidate truly is beyond me. If the goal is to have people flee America, then by all means make him the president because that is his leading, that's his leading qualification is he gets people to leave the area that he's placed in a leadership position of. That's what he's successful at. And I certainly agree, but I would say that the one thing that makes him different is that he is showing up to actually conservative outlets and fielding questions. I now, give him you that. Mean, you may not like his answers. Nope, but- I, I agree with you on that, Miles Bauer. He is, he's not a no-show. And in that regard, it mod- modestly reminded me of Trump because while Trump has absolutely laid down the gauntlet towards the media, he's also the guy that would do press conferences and would stand there until they ran out of questions over and over and over for his time in office. That was, I found that profoundly impressive. And they should. That's their job. It is their job. But listen, they're okay with Biden who shows up if he can get in and out of the room. He'll answer two or three questions, sometimes angrily, and then storm off the stage like a little kid if he can get off the stage. I compare the two. It's hard not to compare the two. And so, Miles, to your point, Newsom does do that. He'll go to these places where he knows he's going to take some heat but he's getting exposure. What his goal is, in my view, is he's getting exposure outside the progressive circle. So let me ask you guys a question. You and, think- and, you know, the the uh, thing, Mike, going back to the debates yeah. between the Wicked Witch of the North and Tudor. Yeah, Tudor you Dixon. You yeah. described the Wicked Witch of the North's position as she was almost annoyed that she had to go through the gubernatorial debate. She really was. You can look at the, the look on her face, folks. In fact, you can go go back to YouTube now if you, and just Google it. Even Google can't hide it. And if you look at her facial expressions, walking towards the podium, etc., she is utterly disgusted that she's having to dirty herself with doing a presidential. You can look at the look on her face. You interpret, look it up. You you interpret it for your own right. Lud, what were you trying to say? Is Newsom as nutty yes. as he's run California? Yes. Or is the only way to be elected in California to be that nutty? But listen, I don't I don't know the answer, but I don't I'm not going to sell my soul to get your support. Well, and, hold on, hold on. and why do we want yeah, leaders but, that but, are willing uh, to look, do that? Remember, before he became governor, 
he was mayor of San Francisco. Right. So he's got some experience in the yeah. deep end of craziness. Yes. Is that a terrible way of putting it? Because that's how I see it. No, no. But to say you're on your soul for moodiness is if that's what you're voted in to do is represent the people that were there. Right. So are you selling your soul then? Because if, if you're there to represent the far left, you must be assuming that everybody in that city are far left. And I have to tell you, that's just not true. I've been to San Francisco a number of times. While I don't agree with their overall political arch, there are a lot of good people there that are there for jobs, they're there for education, they're there for a whole bunch of different reasons that are raising kids and they're paying taxes and they're not out being crazy and goofy and trying to flip the gender on their six-year-old. They're not nut people. They're not doing those things. They're just people. And he didn't represent them. He represented the fringe left. There's something you never hear the media. Somewhere on the list today, so let me jump myself a little bit. I went looking for it, trying to find examples of the media because they keep talking about the far right. The far right doesn't matter whether we're talking about Europe, America, a state, or a city. It's always the far right. I hunted like a crazy man hunted for the media to actually use the term far left. They've got people in Congress right now figuratively beating each other up over what's tolerable with their anti-Semiticism. And it caused me to say, wait a minute, you folks are supported by a large percentage of the Jewish community in the United States, and you're in here cheering on the Palestinians and Hamas and a butchery, and that's your fringe left. I could find three or four articles about far left as it relates specifically to this topic. I had to hunt hunt for them. Speak about fringe. Yep. You don't live that far away from Dearborn. No, and it's funny that you say that. We're, I think I'm going to guess, 180 miles from there. But, Miles, when you and I were young, we spent a lot of time oh, in, yeah. in Dearborn. I went to school there for, for uh, what was a three-week or whatever long, two-week long course with, with Ford Motor. Um, spent a lot of time down there for work. And that that community is entirely completely different now. It is not the same community whatsoever. They ran a political campaign to stop the church from ringing the bell. Churches can't ring bells, but they can do the Muslim cry. And listen, folks, I'm not a theologian, so I'm not going down either path. But how do you silence one so that you can make the other dominant? How does that work? And when you and I were young, 20s, 30s, I never thought it was a, not a safe place to go. There are neighborhoods now in Dearborn where the police don't go. Think about that for a minute, where the police don't go. Hamtramck, by the way, is another, when I was young, young 20s, Hamtramck was first-generation Polish people. They, I went door to door. They treated me wonderfully. They were wonderful people. I would not go down there without an armed posse now. It's a different universe. And and those folks vote Democrat. I, I, while they're all while they're all assaulting or 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 browbeating Israel for having the audacity to defend itself. I folks, I don't get it. I really don't. Stay with us though. We've got to go to a break and we'll be right back.
Listen, folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski, and we are broadcasting from our flagship station in beautiful Holland, Michigan, on the shores of Lake Michigan. We're at WHTC 1450 AM 99.7 FM, but we are blessed with having affiliate radio stations, fine radio stations. If you're hearing us across a number of states, you are listening to the finest radio station in your community, and we thank you for listening to us. We sincerely thank you very, very much. Brian, will you do me a favor and play that 60-second spot for folks? Mike Hewitt here. The world watches Hamas commit war crimes against Israelis and their guests, including a young German artist. Hamas murdered and then carted her naked body around like a trophy. Many on the left side with those terrorists. Who sides with barbarism? Consider U.S. Rep. Tlaib. At the entrance of her office hangs a Palestinian and an LGBTQ flag. Think about that for a moment. The Palestinian governing authority in Gaza outlawed same-sex acts. The punishment is as much as 10 years in prison. Her having those flags side by side causes a reasonable person to ask the obvious. Is Rep. Tlaib a blithering idiot or does she think her constituents are? The hypocrisy of the left knows no bounds. Let's not forget Biden's insane negotiations with Iran and their terrorist network funded and by default greenlighted the attacks on Israel. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You'll like it. Listen, gentlemen, first off, let me correct myself in that. After I put that piece down, after I recorded it yesterday, then I started seeing news articles that the German artist I made reference to might be alive. And the way the rumor is spinning, she is, if she's alive, we don't know that, but if she's alive, she's being held hostage and she has a significant head trauma. Um, That's what her mother is saying. She hopes that she's alive, but if she is, she's been seriously injured. Please let her go. I say that because I don't know. At the time, it was being reported as she was deceased. But I don't know, and I don't know that anybody knows. What we do know for a fact is that's barbarism. By anyone's measure, left, right, Democrat, Republican, by anybody's measure, I've got four daughters. I, I, I'm telling you, I, my heart goes out to that woman, but it's not just that woman. It's parents across the political and religious spectrum that are being brought down. What was the last count? 25 Americans are dead? Something like that. You, you go, wait a minute. This is not the, we funded this. Oh no, Mike, that was their money. We took it from them. When you gave it back, you knew, President Biden, you knew what it would be used for. And if you didn't know, then you're dumber than I thought you were. Now, I'm sorry, I get ranched up, but people are dying. It ain't like we just disagree and we have a an argument, we vote and you win or you lose. People are dying. And it seems to be okay. They're in They're in the Democrats in Congress, like I mentioned before the break. The Democrats in Congress, they're yelling about uh, some Jewish guy that made some questionable statement. So their, their response is not to say, oh, Jeremiah or John, whatever his name was, stop that. Their response was to attack him. Not when I say they, by the way, let me clarify, verbally attack him. Other Democrat Congress people, you go, wait a minute. Why, why do they think this guy would react when he's got family dying? Yep. I, I don't understand, and I mean this earnestly. 
If I were a Jewish American, it would be impossible for me to be on board with Democrats. It would be flatly impossible. You know what, though, Mike? The the, uh, thing, thing that is stunning, there are people now complaining about some of the networks showing some of the images. Right. And there are some channels, they're not even showing the images at all. Right. So, I mean, this, I mean, we are witnessing, do you remember the Holocaust deniers? I do. I I mean, we are witnessing (laughs) this same exact thing again. What? But they're going a step further, Miles. First off, you're exactly correct. I started picking up on that also. But the other thing I started picking up on is that they've replaced the imagery of Israeli children that were dead, big yards filled with injured, hurt people in triage trying to get treatment. They've replaced those images with how terrible, how terrible Israel is because they're attacking Gaza. Those people are terrible. They're attacking Gaza. You go, wait a minute, what are you people, brain dead? How can you not expect them to go in after the people who just killed, not for vengeance, by the way, to stop them so they can't do it again? I think the the time for us to ever mention attacking citizens has long passed since World War II. Yep. We did drop two nuclear bombs on two civilian targets. Yep. We probably should never mention that again. And some people died in Vietnam. On both sides, civilians, on yeah. both sides of civilians that Civilians are casualties of war, especially same, when it's... Same in Korea, same in every time we have a police effort instead of a military conflict. The, the difference is Hamas... Are targeting them. But it's, they're, they're targeting the civilians in Israel. Israel's not targeting the civilians. Israel's targeting Hamas, who's using civilians as body shields. But, but listen... So there's a difference between targeting... And, and they're actually using them as shields. But but let's stop for a second. And I'm going to get myself on the deep end on this. I'm sorry, but I got to go there. Do they have a different value of life than we do? And yes. here's what I'm getting when I'm when I talk about that. First off, yes, yes, you say yes. And my first thought would be, yeah, we value we've we've got a greater value of life. Then I pause and I look at the negotiation that Biden's administration did with Iran. It wasn't five for five. It was five for five and six billion dollars. Why would you give the single largest terrorist network country in the world six billion dollars? By the way, they were broken. Now they're not. Why would you do that and not expect exactly what's happened to happen? I, folks, I'm sorry. I said, and I look at this going, eh, we even talked about it on this show. You know what's going to happen when you fund them did you hear much about iran during trump's era no because they north were, korea no be, russia and listen the same thing happened with with reagan both of them you had a handful of a handful of truisms trust but verify you also had peace through strength not peace through law I'll give you a little extra dough and by the way send some to my son hunter that's not that's not geopolitical strategy that's selfishness. I'm reading all over, and I'm sure that it's just bluster on the internet. I'm reading all over that the reason it took him so long to respond was he was making sure that the transfer took place. I'm sure that's not what happened. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and you know the uh, sad part about this is that yeah, you know we're all passionate about going in after Hamas now, but 
you all all four of us know that the moment Israel goes in there and starts blowing people away there's going to be all kinds of film documenting these are the horrors that Israel has brought upon the world they're just monsters that's what and they're you doing oh the propaganda is going to come right yeah, back in they're they're already doing it miles bauer that's what yeah. i was getting at earlier they're doing exactly that that israel Israel causes its own problems. Look at the humanitarian disaster should they're Israel causing. Israel really care what we think? No. Then why? Israel should defend its people. Yes. And the United States, by the way, should defend its people, not somebody else's borders. We've got a major crisis going on in the United States while we walk around with our nose in the air pretending like we can solve everybody so, else's real problems. Quick, should we be involved in this conflict? No. Monetarily, when I say wise, or... when I say no, his obligation was to get those hostages back, and if that called a five for five trade, okay, fine. But why would you fund the greatest network center of terrorism? No, no, I'm talking like in right now. Everybody's wanting us to help Ukraine. I don't want us to help Ukraine. I got. You should have saw the nasty grams I got when I first questioned that on this show, saying, "Wait a minute, why are we funding a?" Three to five hundred year old war. Why are we doing that? If they kill Americans, we have an obligation to get them. Yes, because we have. That's what that's what we do. We defend we defend our own folks. That's my view of it. It's part of non-interventionism. It's what our founders left. We'll be right back. All right, we're down to the final segment, so we've got to we've got to get Miles here to chime in a little bit on his favorite topic. Miles Bauer, who is going to be the Speaker of the House? <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent question. <laughs> Why, yes. I think what we're witnessing here is the establishment versus the non-establishment folks. So patriots versus establishment. Yeah. Is that what you see? And here's here's what I see. And then you you and I probably see this. We both want the end result, folks, just so you know that. There's not a, it ain't an argument. We have different paths to get to the same end result. I, I believe that's true. Is that true, Miles Bauer? Yes. All right. So when I look at it, I see the result of tribalism. I think the House of Representatives, the House of the People, is a perfect reflection of uh, the people. And so when I when I look at the when I look at what's going on in the House, and then I look at what's going on on both parties, by the way, Democrat Party and Republican Party, when I look back in total at everything that I can find to define our culture in total, I see a hot mess. That's not it's, that's my interpretation, yes, but it's my interpretation of all of the information I can use to measure. The state of Michigan's state Republican Party is in free fall. They fire people. They don't change a password. So those people are now dumping all, all of their records onto the Internet. It, it's like it's, it's, it's truly a clown show. And, yes, it's establishment versus patriots. I stood there with a fella at a, at a Republican meeting. He says, well, you know, back in February when, when, when the conservatives won, 
And I went, wait a minute, I was one of the outgoing people. Are you saying I'm not a conservative? How does that work? <laughs> I, I think we get so hung up with these names and these labels and this tribalism that we've become dysfunctional as a yep. party and as a people. And so when I when and that's what I see on the ground. And what I'm now seeing in the House of Representatives is the same that I'm seeing on the ground. I knew when they got rid of McCarthy, and let me keep it, I got to underline this. I've never been a for him or against him. That chair is about fundraising. It ought not to be in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect world. Take 60 impressions for a citizen to remember a candidate's name. Forget party or ideology or particular issues, 60 impressions in the major market, talking about TV and radio time, print media, clickbait, all that costs great amounts of money. So the Speaker of the House, we put a lot of freight at that person's feet, but the, the number one qualifier is can they raise the dough it takes to keep a majority? I couldn't stand Nancy Pelosi, but she was a fundraising machine. By the way, she took care of her husband pretty well, too. She did a wonderful job fundraising for him also. My only point is, is that if they wanted to ditch McCarthy, my view of it, Miles Bauer, is that they should have had a plan on how to replace him set in motion so that we didn't go through the same food fight it took to put him in there in the first place. So if what was a Matt, what's his, how do you say his name? Matt Gates. If he was wanting to do do this, that's his right, by the way. You and I agree that sausage making is an ugly business, but he should have had this put together before he did that. That's like yeah, quitting. But, that's like but, quitting a great a job without a job to to go to first. Some things you do in order. Why did we create, as a result of nine eleven, the speaker pro tem? I agree with you. Shouldn't shouldn't have. So why is everybody? rolling around on the ground. I mean, I'm starting to think this is theater because they're all saying, oh, well, we can't do anything because we don't have a speaker. Well, I thought that was why we created Speaker Pro Tem back in 9-11. Listen, that's a very valid question. I didn't agree with creating that position then. I didn't agree with the idea that McCarthy had to give up whatever the name count was, five or ten people for leadership positions in in the event his chair was vacated. I don't agree with some of those things. I looked at what the founders left us and say, does this make sense? If the answer is yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> Do you agree with McCarthy trusting Pelosi that she would actually back him up if this ever came? Yeah, but listen, where I might agree with Miles on this is that when I hear that stuff, I, I don't, I, I just, listen, the guy was squishy in the middle. I get why folks don't like him. But the house itself is squishy in the middle. Yeah. The one thing that we can figure out about him, like him or not, he's smart enough to know that Pelosi is a well-documented liar. This is not McCarthy. Like, McCarthy. He is, trusted her. Yeah, I don't believe that. Is where he I'm said, going. With he came this. out and said, "She I, t- gave me your words. Just <clears throat> take the deal. Become the speaker. We got you." And so when Miles says, "You know, I'll put words in your mouth. You can correct me," but when he says this looks like theater, first thing I came. The very first image that came to mind is somebody of reasonable intelligence saying, I took her for her word. That's theater to me. I believe it. I think he really did. Well, then you think he's a bonehead. You think he's an idiot. Yeah, I do. Any, anybody that would take Nancy Pelosi's word, she's been in politics since Abe Lincoln. Yeah. 
I think he really did. I think he is an idiot. I don't think I've ever done a show. We're 11 years and growing. we still got to change that. We're 11 years and growing on this show. I have never seen a week that I could not find her in a massive lie. And no. I'm, I'm not second or third or fifth or tenth in line to be Speaker of the House. I'm just a little guy on the outside in Holland, Michigan, talking to our, our friends on the radio. I'm telling you. Anybody with an ounce of brain on both sides of the great divide know that she's a raging liar. It's just a fact. It's not it's not one of those I think words. You got and, and listen to the Democrats that are listening to us. First off, thank you for listening. But if I'm wrong, email me. Find a week where she didn't lie. Email me, Mike at the Mike You can text me. 616-405-3420. You can text me. Find me a week where Nancy Pelosi didn't lie. I'm getting like 20 burner phones and texting that number. Chucky, Chucky Schemer's the same way. He is. He is. These people would climb a tree to tell a lie when standing on the ground telling the truth sounded better. They can't help themselves. Let's be fair. That's on both sides, by the way. No, I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> I do agree we with We pick that. on the left a lot. Let's just, but sometimes we got to be honest, right? We are honest. It's on both sides. But we got you. I know. I'm the truth teller. Well, he's the fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm the fall guy. I've had congressmen tell us, he's your, he's your fall guy. <laughs> yeah. Things got to hit the fan. They hit me first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you, I really believe he believed it. Because remember, you don't know the inner working relationships outside of the cameras and the, and the uh, floor. You don't know if they were actually, they're actually close away from all of the. I don't have a clue what you're saying, bud. That her, it, her and McCarthy could actually be pretty close friends away from it all. They're both from California. They, yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they teetotal all the time. They could. She, they could. She's not a centrist. He is. I know this, but he, I think he really believed her. Then he's dumber than a bag of rocks. And have you heard him go. speak and the way he acts? I believe that. Because he's center. That's who yeah. people are in the center. When somebody says, no, Mike, I'm a moderate. I'm going, no, why you lie to me? You just don't have enough backbone to tell me what you believe. That's what that, that's how I translate that. <gasps> I'm an independent moderate. No, you have no backbone. You can get a surgery for that. Mike, it goes back to the statement. Middle of the road is the most dangerous place to drive. <laughs> that's an absolute truth. To me, by the way, Speaking of liars in middle of the road, to me, the person that stands in the middle of the road and says I'm a moderate centrist, all the rest of the words, I think that they're trumpeting. I will lie to you. Whatever position you tell me, I'm going to agree with you. Doesn't matter which side of the divide or which, which little heart string of ideology it is. I'm going to agree with you just to get you out of my face because I don't have a backbone and I don't want to argue with you. Yeah, That's how I translate it. Yeah. Am I all wet? No, you're not wrong. Well, oh and goodness. you know, some of them too. They they uh, criticize the ideas that come up from both sides. Yeah, but yet they don't have an answer them themselves. Uh, they, that's exactly correct. You know, that, the truth is, I think that's what we become more of a party of. But that's like Einstein. He says, you know, stay away from that. And I I gotta I can't quote him, but it will stay away from negative people because they'll they'll find a problem for every solution. Yeah. And you're absolutely right with that, Miles Bauer. Those folks. Those folks that put themselves in the center, 
That is what they're doing. They are the they're the problem identifiers. They are never the solution providers. But I think even the fringes are that. I agree with that part. They'll be all no, but what, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Just the, can't be that. The three or four percent on, I call them the no party. Yeah. I've, I've done a 60 second piece on the no party. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You have an idea? No. Well, then shut up. <laughs> That's how I see that. Kind of like you, Mike, about complaining about our justice. I, I listen, I've provided lots of we'll pick up there next week. Listen, folks, please, <laughs> please be safe. We'll see you next week.